Being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a full barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. Because Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing will be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, you're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. Phone number 303-477-5600. Um, if you're listening, if you want to listen again on Sunday, it, it airs again at 12 to 3. Uh, there will be nobody here, but you can text us at 307-200-8222 and we'll answer your phones. Or you can email John. You can just go to the website, drive-radio.com, and you can get on there and hit contact and contact John for any questions you got. So I have Ken Rackley here. I'm your host, Dennis Brewster. I got Ken Rackley here from Toon Tech. And we're going to do the best that we can to answer any of your questions. And if you have anything, give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. We've got Larry behind the glass, and Charlie is an engineer, and, and we're ready to take phone calls. Yeah. It's a beautiful day outside, so hopefully people are just relaxing at home. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Doing something outside, definitely. Yeah, maybe it's yeah. time to take down the lights. Uh, you know, if there's, yeah. If you put a Christmas lights up. That's a good idea. So they say to leave them up till the end of the stock show or stock something, show or something yeah. that i never do yeah yeah we just quit turning them on and yeah, yeah. there was enough snow last weekend that on the roof it's like ah, i'm not doing that yeah yeah i know i got some on the roof and i'm not going up uh-uh. no. no i'll see what it's like today when i get home yeah. frost or snow not doing that <laughs> no i just unplugged them all like you did right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Just leave so them i had one timer go on and, and <laughs> run out there at night and turn it off yeah i forgot one so oh yeah oh so if you have anything you want to talk about anything from oh my gosh we've even talked about lawnmowers and Right, exactly. And tractors and everything and to paint on a car. Yeah. So give us a call at 303-477-5600. We'd love to hear from you. Um, anything you got. Yeah. We were talking about um, shops, how to find one and stuff. Another one is, you know, you can uh, ask people where they take their shop or cars. Referrals, to, yeah. yeah. Yeah, referrals that way too. Exactly. But um, I think the best way is to go to the Napa store and find out who do you recommend. And and that's the best way to me, yeah, to find out. And you know, and if you use a regular shop and they don't do, you know, necessarily a, a job that you need done, you know, be sure and ask them. You send your alignment racks too, and yeah. they probably, it, it, even though they might not be doing them, they're going to take it to someone. Exactly. You know, someone around that area that does them because I don't know if right. you have an alignment rack. I do not. But right. you send it to somebody that you trust. I do. Yep. And exactly. you have a relationship with them. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. yeah and they do a great job for us. And yeah so we can get that done yeah you know and and heavy duty stuff we don't do heavy you know engine internal engine stuff things like that so oh i didn't know that right yeah Yeah. just not big enough yeah your shop isn't that big to do that exactly but you could do a lot of other stuff and you have recommendations and stuff exactly yeah so so let's go to steve from colorado springs how you doing steve good morning gentlemen how are you good great what can we do for you enjoying this fun day are you enjoying this fun of day? Because every day is a precious gift. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Oh, you bet. Anyway, quick question. 05 Denali. 
uh, wheel sensor and wheel hub. What do you think is a ballpark price to replace wheel sensor and the wheel hub? On one of the fronts? Right front. Right front, yeah. Uh, you know, I would say 600-ish, you know, give or take. I mean, it just every everyone is different, but, uh, you know, I, it's been a while since we've done one of those, but I believe that hub comes with the sensor, and it's it's half ton, not three-quarter ton. Uh, it is half ton. That you uh, hit me there. The hub comes with the sensor. Typically, yeah, um, yeah. It's it's typically yeah. If they have a sensor in them, they usually do come with it. Yeah, on those, uh, particularly on the GMs. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. And yeah, they're just yeah. I'm pretty sure well, that the that. Reason does I ask the is, I'm just calling for my BIL as a brother-in-law. And uh, Brakes Plus won like eight or nine. For reasons unknown to me, he takes it to the dealer and it's two grand for the hub and sensor. I'm like, whoa, I know prices have gone up. That sounds to me kind of excessive. You know, I will look that up real quick because, yeah, I mean, there's not, I mean, the labor isn't a, a big deal. It's just the part. And I know parts have gone up. I mean, I know filters have doubled over the past past year, basically. They've doubled and things along those lines. But, you know, we've done some hubs recently that I don't believe they've gone up that much for sure. So, but let me just... Also, appreciate your thoughts on EVs and the batteries. good friend of mine I just laid down 71 grand for that EV Mustang and went a long, long windshield cruise back to the East Coast and whatnot. And I'd be curious to talk to him when he gets back on what the charging fees were at the various charging stations. And also, uh, a friend, we actually both have a friend, battalion chief in the fire department. And, you know, that's kind of attention-getting if the fire department doesn't want to mess right. with a, either a battery issue or a crash issue because the things burn you can't put it out. That is significant. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And what, what year was that vehicle again? 05. 05. 05, yeah. Denali. Yeah. Same thing as Suburban, of course. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, yeah, and I'm I'm coming up with... You figure, yeah, we'd probably be right in about that 600 range, 550 to 600, it looks like. Yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah. Well, know. six to nine's a lot better. I mean, I don't know. I told him, I said, I would never take the thing to a dealer because I think you're going to get your lips ripped off, but he did <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> when, yeah, and that would, you know, and it's one of those things where, I mean, and they told him, what, 1500? And it's not for both of them, right? I mean, yeah. it was just the one. No, just just the right front. Okay, yeah. So, wheel hub and wheel sensor. Yeah, and it comes with the sensor. The hub does. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Well, That's, you know, nine hundred, I guess, seemed excessive at the time. Why he would take it to the dealer for two grand, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and I don't know. Yeah, we 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 get a lot of a lot of recommendations for things that you know. Well, just. Either way, <laughs> you know, yeah, he's being uh, gentle, hey, but I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I, yeah, you're being gentle. I appreciate your insights as ever. Always a lunch. Thank you. Well, thank thanks. you. I appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, Steve. When you know, and, and a lot of the, you know, I mean, there, there's recommendations. There's things that you have to do, and there's things that you should do. You know, and a lot of them will recommend something and say you have to do it or you know yeah. or, or you're going to have problems and 
things along those lines. And and it's not the the necess- that it's not a not needed. Sometimes they are not needed, but you know some of the lists that we've seen come in. But it's some of those things where you know getting a second opinion or even yeah. just you know looking things over. I mean, yes, it does need this. Yes, it does need this. They didn't know they didn't mention this, but it needs this or. You know, you could do this or, you know, it's not, maybe it's not recommended for another 10,000 miles. So one of the advantages that we have is we can look on Carfax and see, you know, what's been done. It's in some cases, you know, like maintenance is reported and things like that for shops that report to that. And so if, you know, say the transmission fluid was done at you know, 40,000 miles, but it's not recommended till 50. Some places will recommend it at doing it at 50 anyway because Again. they don't know yeah, if it check. has been done. Yeah, right, yeah. exactly. They're just saying, well, it needs to be done. Yeah. And so it's... But usually if you check it, you can right. do it too. But, yeah, but a lot of times technicians get a little lazy and they say, not a lot of times, sometimes they get a little lazy and they say, I just, it needs this stuff. Yeah. I right. looked it up and it says it's due for this stuff, so here you go. Right, exactly. And and they're in a hurry to get to the next car. And that's where shops like you probably won't let that happen. Well, right. no, no, go check it. Tell me what it's at. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Give yeah. me a color. Yeah. I, you know, give yeah. me a yeah. what does it look like? Give me yeah. a reason I need right. to replace exactly. that right now. Is yes. the is the coolant good to thirty below zero? Is it <clears throat> is it good to ten degrees? It's right. you know, it's uh is the, does it look muddy does it you know things along those lines so right yeah we have three lines open 303-477-5600 so give us a call if you have any questions especially we're talking about maintenance a little bit um you know i had uh, a brother-in-law that took he went to start his car his mercedes and it wouldn't start it um he had a puff of smoke come out right and so it just clicked okay <clears throat> nothing so he has it towed to the dealership and the dealership you know, had it for like a week and he calls over there and he says, uh, what's going on? And they said, Oh, you need a new motor. And he goes, a new motor. It only has 67,000 miles on it. Why do I need a new motor? It's a Mercedes. Why? Well, the motor seized. And he goes, wow, that's it. It's seized. I mean, how did you find this out? And he goes, it's just seized. The technician told me he looked at it and it's seized. So Chris called me about it. And I said, well, when you heard that click and you smelt and the smoke came out. What did it smell like? He said it smelled burnt wire. I'm like, well, it sounds like a starter. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, right. first uh, thing that came to mind was you is a starter. I'll guarantee you. You're right. Yeah. Exactly. So I said, what I would do is get a second opinion. Yeah. <clears throat> so he went in there. He told them, I want to take my car out, and I'm going to take it to another shop that I found. And they had a fit, you know. Sure. And they said, well, you're going to, you know, you have to pay this much money, da, da, da. So he says, well, show me how you guys show me this. And he goes out to the car, and there's cooling all over underneath the car and he's like opens up the hood and what happened was when they were they tried to crank it over he said the technician tried to crank it over well he ripped the hoses when he took his pry bar in there and tried to pull it over to crank the engine over and that's how he determined it was seized Hmm. and i'm like chris that doesn't tell you if the engine seized you're right that that starter could be engaged still and stuck yeah yeah and so long story is he took it to another shop yeah. They popped the starter off, replaced it, and fired right up. They wanted $26,000 to replace his engine mm-hmm. on a job that cost 200 and some dollars. Yeah. You know, for yeah. a starter. So, yeah. or maybe five, I don't know I was what it was. I say, as a starter on a Mercedes, I probably see 500, 500 to 1,000. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's still cheaper than yeah. an engine. Yeah. <laughs> so, there right. you go. Yeah. There's one. I mean, 
Yeah. I, and it's, yeah, there's a lot of things, you know, you know, it just depends on who's under the hood working right. on that. Yeah. And, the, and like but the that. service writer should have been a little bit more firm with him too. Let's just, we're going to, we got a caller. Let's go ahead and go to the caller, John from Sterling. How you doing, John? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. You have a question? Yeah, I got a question. Um, I just bought a, a Tundra, 2010 Tundra, and it has the tire pin, tire pressure sensor on. And I've I've never really had a new enough vehicle to have those, so I know you're supposed to have those checked or taken in. Is there a process that I can, rather than just putting black tape over the, <laughs> the signal? <laughs> well, check all five tires. Have, have you checked uh-huh. pressure in all five? I've, I've, I've checked. The, I actually uh, boosted it up above what it calls for on the side. Okay. But did you check the spare? I did not check the spare. Yeah, check the spare. you got to check the spare. Toyotas are uh-huh. real common for putting a sensor in the spare also. And oh, okay. does it? So when you turn the key on and start the car, does the light flash or does it just come on steady? It's solid. Okay. So more than likely, you just have a low... It could be the spare is just low, and once you get oh. air in the spare, then that would take care of it. If you turn the key on and the light flashes for the first 30 seconds or whatever, a lot of times there's a defective sensor, and it's causing that. But in this case, if the light just stays on steady, I would check all five tires and make sure. And you don't want to be too far above either because that can put it out of spec also. So, you know, I okay. would say within five pounds of what the spec is, you should be good. Oh. Good information. I'd try that first anyway. Yeah, definitely. Or could be a sensor issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like but I said, usually. A lot of times the spares are, are missed. Yes, no one ever exactly. seems to check the spares. So that's what it could be. Well, a lot of times from the factory, they'll mount them with the valve stem facing up, you know, yeah. so you it's can't tough to get, get to them. them. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And so nobody wants to mess with it. Right. And without lowering sure. the spare, a lot of times yeah. it's hard to do. But yeah. And especially gotcha. on a 2010, it might not have ever been checked. Yeah. So, yeah. Probably not. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. But yeah. Thank you. That. you. All right. Bet. Thank you. Thanks. With that, we have three lines open 303 477 5600. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. Take advantage of Geno's Auto Services Alignment and Tire Rotation Special. Winter in Colorado can be tough on your car. Now through the end of the month, get your vehicle aligned and all four tires rotated for just $99.99. For just $99.99. Geno's can also check to see that your heater is working properly with the cold months ahead. At Geno's, we know a well-maintained vehicle will last and take care of you. For over 39 years, Geno's has been serving customers along the front range. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Any maintenance or repair work on your vehicle comes with a Napa Peace of Mind warranty covering parts and labor for 36 months or 36,000 miles. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. Geno's is AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Don't forget to check out all of Geno's Google reviews. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage. And something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Do you know what to do in a traffic stop? 
Kevin Flesh would like to give you a few tips to help keep you and your passengers safe. If you are being pulled over for a traffic violation, slow down and put on your hazards, find a well-lit location that is out of the lane of traffic, keep your hands on the wheel where the officer can see them, and be polite. If you feel it's necessary, record the traffic stop, and then if you need any legal help, call Kevin Flesh at Flesh Law Firm. Kevin is our legal eagle and is an expert in traffic altercations and accidents, so put this number into your phone. 303-806-8886. You can also find Kevin online at fleshlawfirm.com. Kevin Flesh, Flesh Law Firm, and proud sponsor of Drive Radio. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. We're back. You're listening to KLZ 560. Trying to get a hold of my mic here. Yeah. <laughs> Almost went across the room. <laughs> yeah. uh, we got three. We got our phone number is 303-477-5600 if you have any questions. Um, Larry, or I mean, let's, Jeff, let's go to Jeff in Western Montana. How you doing, Jeff? Hey, good morning, Jeff. How you doing? Doing, doing good. Great, thanks. Good. Um couple of questions on the 2019 Ridgeline. I took it in uh, back in November uh, for a recall, and they gave me some maintenance recommendations. Um, first of all, it's, it was kind of odd. On the, on the estimate, they talked about a front differential. And when I looked through, I have a transfer case, but that doesn't have a front differential. Is that the same thing? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so they didn't recommend both, did they, the differential and the transfer case? No. Okay. No. When right. I was looking online on, like, uh, user forums and stuff to talk about transfer case, sure. but they had performed the front differential service. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. that's, yeah, it's just, you know, it's just a matter of wording pretty much. You know, it's it does it's it does both, so it could be called either, but it's, yeah, more accurately a transfer case, seriously. Yeah. Okay, and on that 
uh, transfer case and the transmission, they recommend every 60,000 miles. But on the on the rear differential, they recommend every 30,000 miles. That kind of surprised me. The rear, well, I'm trying to think on that one. If it gets, I think they, I'm not sure if they apply. Well, I mean, they're all turning the same, so some of them get used a little bit more, but it might be the fluid or something that they some condition that warrants that being serviced more frequently, whether it gets more, maybe they're considering more weight on it, more or towing. To, right. Yeah. Exactly. Or putting it in water. If you're dropping a boat in. Yeah. Who exactly. knows? Yeah. And it, or the fluid content or just how they have clutches in there or something along those lines that warrants that be more frequent. And they might want an ad pack in it too. Yeah. Okay. I was just, it was just, kind of odd that two out of the three was 60 and that one was 30,000 yeah and and they yeah they don't necessarily take the same fluids and they don't have the same components inside so the transfer or the front differential transfer case slash anyway you know it it could have it could just use regular transmission fluid or something to that effect where it's constantly being circulated cooled and all that stuff where the rear differential and that rear differential is super small yeah, so not a lot of fluid. There's not a lot of fluid in it. So, you know, if there's a half quart of fluid in it, I'd be surprised. But there's very little oh. fluid in it. So, so it could break down faster. Right, exactly. Yeah. With heat. Yep. Yeah, so that, that actually kind of leads into a question. Uh, that it, That's really essentially a front-wheel drive with a, uh, with a transfer case to the rear wheel if I need four-wheel drive, right? I believe so. Yeah, it. Yeah, they engage the rear diff, or yeah, the rear drive when needed. Yeah, that's kind of the opposite of a standard four-wheel drive. That normally you're engaging the rear unless you need the front, and then that gets engaged with the transfer case. Correct. Yep. Okay. Um, also, it had the spark plugs. The forum recommended replacing spark plugs every ninety thousand miles. I have a 2007 Sport Track that had the infamous two-piece 100,000-mile plug that I found out after I bought it. You know that uh, they tended to break. That first generation did anyway. And that I need to replace them actually more often, about every 50 to 75,000 miles. Right. Um, so on these spark plugs, is that the same thing? I should look at every 45, 50, mm-hmm. 50,000 miles. I would say no on that. Yeah, th- those are, you know, a standard plug, which or you know, standard to today's <laughs> to today's standards where they're not, not typically going to break on that. So, right. Yeah, but are they going to last 90,000 or should I yeah. look at replacing them earlier? You know, it wouldn't hurt between 70 and 90, but, you know, you could, you could push it to 90. And it's not going to hurt anything. They will last that long. They would probably even last longer. But, yeah, leaving them in there that long is you know is the, 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 the thing yeah but they want to seize to the head typically we don't see a big problem with those but yeah it's one of those things it sounds like you do put quite a few miles on it i mean actually no we bought it and, uh, used in uh in what was it 20 2020 oh okay um and so we've had it for just over two years now and we've only put about nineteen thousand miles on it so oh okay yeah, so not a whole lot. Yeah, so I mean, if and, uh, you know, just, yeah, between seventy and ninety, I would say you would be safe with that. And, and you know, but yeah, you can 
you can go tell 90 on those with no problem typically okay and coolant it's at 120 again i know that uh, manufacturers like to push that probably the coolant condition at 120 would be fine um it's time typically because typically it's five years i think and uh, so you'd want to change it at the time if you haven't reached the miles yet. Okay. So that's a good thing. And then just uh, this has nothing to do with this vehicle. It's just kind of living up here in western Montana. Our, uh, you have to drive everywhere to get something done. All right. So I have found a shop here that will – I buy the oil and the filter to make sure I get a good oil and filter. And then uh, they'll go in there and they'll uh, – replace it for 40 bucks that's which is a gr- that's good great yeah. deal for- yeah that's a great yeah. deal yeah, that's good and then you're still getting everything checked out and yeah things along those lines so yeah that's that's good that's but, really good my, my thought is is that is that considered ethical within the community i mean you know you're, i'm not buying the fluids or the filter through the people doing the work um I mean, we both go do it with our eyes open, but is that something that you guys would do down there, or would you typically say, you know, if we're going to do the work, we really want to do the filter and the oil to make sure we're putting the right stuff in for warranty purposes? No, no. Yeah, I mean, typically on on a on a job other than oil, I would I would say no. Uh, You know, if if you're going to bring your own alternator in, I would say no, typically. Yeah, and. But if, you know, if you have a special brand of oil or, you know, a special filter. Oil is different. It, it is. It's different. And it's much easier for you to get that stuff because I have customers that use AMSOIL. And you have to be an AMSOIL dealer to get yeah. it. And it's like, you get it, I'll put it in. I, I don't have a problem with that at all. And then they have a, you know, special AMSOIL filter. And, and most too. of the time, people aren't making a lot of money on oil changes. So we right. don't really care. Uh, yeah. But like like he says, if you put an alternator on or, or yeah. put a battery in, even right. it could be a bad battery. And now we put it in, and it's bad. And you're going, well, now you got to take it back to the place you bought it from. Now you're mad at us, right? And, and we didn't do anything to it, but other than put your battery in, that's right. junk. And exactly, you know, so yeah. it gets to be a battle there because then they take it back to the wherever they bought it, say Walmart, and Walmart says, no, we checked it, it's good, and we <laughs> put it back in the car. So, no, it's still bad. You yeah, know? And, and then you're being charged. Every Twice. time it's done, yeah. yeah. So yeah. It, it, that's that's the thing, and you know, if we buy a bad part and put it in, and it's bad, you know, we take it we, out. It's still the same cost, but yeah, if we yeah. give you a labor cost to put something in, and we put it in, and it's bad, and we have to take it back out, well, it just doubled there. So yeah, yeah. And then we got to wait for you to bring the part back, right, so we exactly. push your car out, yeah, because we need the stall, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. So that's what that's why it gets ugly. But oil yeah. changes, no, I mean we did yeah. at Extreme, we did them all the time, and we just yeah, that's fine. You yeah. want to put your own oil in? I don't care. Yeah, that works out just yeah. fine. So yeah, not not unethical there for yeah. sure. Well, and I knew there would be a point at which uh, you guys would say no as opposed to yes. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. You, know, no. you always want to treat people fairly and, you know. Right. Uh, and it, when you're in a small town, you know, reputations go both ways. Right. Uh, yeah. It does. So, yeah, you know, don't take this guy out as a customer. He's uh, <laughs> Right. <laughs> it, it, it definitely goes both ways. There. It does. Right. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Yep. All righty. All right. about it. Thanks, Jeff. Always a pleasure. Um, let's go ahead and take Mickey, if we can take Mickey. Mickey, you there? Yipper. What's up? Good morning, guys. Good morning. Anyway, I don't have a question, but I've got a shout-out for the Adams County clerks up on Chambers Road. Okay. Uh, Valerie, the clerk, <clears throat> I asked her why that 
I did walk around, check my lights on the old car, and noticed my plate said one <laughs> of this year. So I said, hey, they didn't send me the renewal card. Well, so I asked her about it. She said, yep, we're dealing with the new um, charge for the park pass. Right. But before I even got to ask the question, she says, would you like to park pass for an extra twenty nine dollars? I, I said no. He says okay. Well, then it's forty three dollars instead of seventy two. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, that she asked, I thought was great, and I don't know what other uh, what the other counties are doing, but I thought that was kind of neat for her to ask that up front. Right. Instead of just slapping it on and wandering down the road, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, because yeah, that's the law now, or law, or I guess that's one of the fees that is automatically you, you have to opt out of it if you don't want it, and it comes on your registration renewal, no matter what. And yeah. So if you want to opt out, do it. If you don't, if you want to get it, I mean, it's a bargain to get it that way. But, you know, not all vehicles need it. So, right. for sure. Now, were you asking about when we started with KLZ? Yep. Yeah, 2008. 2008. Yep. Wow. Yeah. It was, gee, that's crazy. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I listened. Well, I remember uh, when you switched over, I was lost for a week or so. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, I remember doing the last show at KOA and then coming over here to do it on KLZ, K-H-O-W. which is so much yeah. better. Yeah, this oh, has yeah. been a great relationship with these guys. Definitely. Yep. Yeah, fits more our our style. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So. All right. Uh, I guess I've been listening for over twenty years. Then. Well, yeah, yeah that's yeah. great. Dennis and yeah. I have been doing it doing for, it for over twenty yep, years. Yeah. Exactly. So. And Larry too. Yeah, yeah, yeah Larry. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Just want to let you guys know I really appreciate you. I've learned a lot. Well, well thank you. It. We thank have you. two. Yep. Thanks. 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 All right. Take care. With that. Tim and Gary, hang in there. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. Hello, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's and Leslie Distributing, your local BG products distributor. Back again this week with your BG tech tip. Now, this week, we're going to talk about something a little bit different, windshield washer fluid. You might have noticed, but the highways around Colorado are a little bit messy. And we've got them covered with this wonderful magnesium chloride that just gums up your windows. And so you're going to probably go through a lot of windshield washer fluid. But is all windshield washer fluid the same? Unfortunately not. In fact, in most parts of the country, windshield washer fluid can actually freeze as low as 30 degrees Fahrenheit. We all know that water freezes at about 32 degrees Fahrenheit and typically windshield washer fluid or solvent contains a methanol in order to prevent freezing at colder temperatures. Now by adding roughly 30% methanol, the freeze point of windshield washer fluid can drop to as low as 20 degrees Fahrenheit. And that's typically what you're going to find on the shelf in most Colorado retail locations. But If you've traveled and you've bought washer fluid anywhere else in the country, specifically in the southern parts, 
you may have washer fluid with as little as 10% ethanol, and that's the fluid that can freeze as low as 30 degrees Fahrenheit. Additionally, if you've had washer fluid sitting in your garage all summer long, the methanol in that washer fluid may have evaporated. This also causes the freeze point of the washer fluid to be higher than you would need this time of year in Colorado. So, the lesson is make sure that your windshield washer fluid in your car is rated to at least 20 degrees below zero which contains at least 33% methanol, and you'll be safe in even the harshest Colorado winters. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with BG Products. Look forward to talking to you again next week. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured. But you're not alone. While Paul Leuenberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Leuenberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, You'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. We live in uncertain times. Energy prices are through the roof, but what can you do? You only have one option for your electrical and natural gas needs. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air can help you keep those costs in line by giving you a free evaluation of your heating, cooling, and electrical demands. They have several ways to save you money, one of which is an infrared test to see where heating and cooling losses may be in your home. Once they do this, they can test and help you determine what can best be done to help reduce those losses and how you can save money. They also have more efficient devices that you can upgrade to that will save you money and make your home more comfortable year after year. So for all of your electrical heating and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, our major sponsor of Fixit Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air.
And we're back. You're listening to Drive Radio with Dennis and Ken. And we'll just go right to the phone since they're loaded up. 303-477-5600 is our number. Tim from Broomfield, how you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. Thanks for holding. What can I do for you? I recently purchased a 2010 Honda Accord, the six-cylinder uh, EXL model, if that matters. I've got two issues with it. One that relates to the traction control, and one relates to the tire pressure monitoring system. I went in to get it uh, uh, emission tested so I could register it, and they would not complete the emission test because they said the traction control system could not be disengaged, or another way of saying that, I think, is you can't turn it off. Right. Um, and I, look, I looked through the manual, and there's like a six- or seven-step process to try to turn it off using the VSA off button, which relates to traction control. VSA is a vehicle stabilization assist, I believe. Right. Uh, and that button does not work to turn it off using that procedure. Uh, I'm wondering if the tra- I have the light on the icon for the PPMS system, uh, not the little letters. It stays on solid, but I've had the tires checked several times, uh, and they are all holding uh, the proper amount of air. I-, I went to three different tire places, and supposedly they used their little scanning device to try to either turn off the light or check for the whether the sensors are bad. You know, two of them came up with nothing, basically. Uh, the third one said one of my sensors is bad, according to the sensor. The, the tire pressure is 37, and the, the scanner reads 25 or something like that. Hmm. So first question is, can uh, failure of the sensors so that your TPMS light comes on can that affect the traction control system? Usually the Not sensor turns it off, turn it off, and you can't turn it on. Right. Is what I thought. Yeah, I don't know if the tires, yeah, yeah, usually the, yeah, it would turn that system off. And I I don't know, yeah, every manufacturer is different on that. And some will disable certain systems if it does sense a low tire. But, yeah, you would think it would turn it off so it wouldn't. Work yeah, at all. Right, exactly. So that, That's not the case, because I've driven over little patches of snow and ice uh, and tried to spin the tire a little, and the traction light comes on like it's working. Oh, okay. Traction control. Have you looked in your owner's manual and seen what it says, to, how to turn it off? Yeah, you're supposed to be able to... It, it's You put your foot on the brake, you touch the button, that's the VSA off button, then you take your foot off the brake, you put on the emergency brake, you hit the button again, then you hit the brake again, then the light is supposed to blink two times on the, the dashboard, uh, and then you hit it again and you turn it off. It, it's goofy as hell. Yeah, it but sounds that's, like it. that's the instruction. Huh. That's also been confirmed with several YouTube videos. Oh, okay. But none of those work to turn it off. Huh. And but, uh, you, but you said the VSA light is on all the time, though? No, there's no VSA oh, light okay. on. Okay. Uh, the VSA off button just doesn't work to turn off the system. Have huh. you taken it to a shop to see if they can disable it for you? Uh, not Up yet. There? Uh, um, 
Broomfield, um, I would take it up to. Uh, oh, I got the wrong one here. Hmm. Who's up there? And, um, yeah, because a lot of times Legacy Automotive up in Boulder, maybe take it up to them and see if they can turn it off for you. Because he's pretty smart. Okay. Yeah. The yeah. Josh over there. Might be crazy, but I looked at the fuse situation. There are at least two fuses, maybe three, that relate to the VSA off button, but they also relate to the ABS brakes. Yeah, don't. My thought was pull the fuse, pull it and get it tested, but will they refuse to test it if that turns on the ABS light? They might. Check those fuses too, make sure they're, they're good, but. Um yeah, the, if the ABS light is on, they can still test it. It's if not. well, if so, yeah. Uh, I mean, basically the if I pull the fuse, it might be. right. If the if the red brake light is on, so your parking brake light or whatever, if that's on, they won't test it. Yeah. Um, but most of the time, any other light on, then they will test it. Okay. I, what I would do is I'd go up to, like, Josh or a shop and have them see if they can look at it real quick with you and get it to turn off. And if not, then maybe they have to do some tests, and maybe they can tell you then, well, we're going to have to get it in the shop and get a test done on it because maybe there's something wrong. Does it make any sense that these two issues could be related somehow? Like I said, every manufacturer is different, so it, it's kind of hard to say. I don't believe that – there's probably another problem with being able to shut that off because yeah. there should be – you know, they should be able to get that shut off even with the low tire light on because if anything, the the way most manufacturers work is if that low tire light's on, it's going to shut that system down completely anyway. Yeah. But, but it doesn't sound like that's the case here. So probably not related, probably two different issues. Yep. Okay. Thanks for the help, guys. I appreciate it. You bet. Okay. Thanks for the call, Tim. Thank you. With that, um, let's yeah, let's go ahead and go to Gary. How you doing, Gary? Hi. What can we do for you? I've got a '98 Chevy 1500 two-wheel drive, four-three, four L60E. I have first and second gear. Uh, in when it goes to shift the third, it freewheels. Yep. 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 Broke I've the sunshell. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. Needs a tranny. Yep. Uh, that's uh, what I <laughs> yep. kind of expected. I uh, was curious. I put an engine in it, and I was wondering <laughs> if I had a wiring problem. No. 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 It, how does reverse do? Some A lot of times it'll affect reverse, too, but... No. Reverse it hasn't bothered. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sometimes it, it doesn't. Fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when it when it uh, goes, if I put the training in in uh, third, uh, the selector in third, it freewheels. Yep. Over when it you yeah. know speeds up to shift. Uh huh. And then in fourth, if I get up fast enough, like thirty five, forty miles an hour, it then it it'll uh, drop into it'll go directly yeah. to second and stay in second, but it freewheels down a hill if you back off of it. Yeah. Yep. So yep, we're looking at training then, huh? Yep. The, yep. I wanted to verify it. <laughs> yep. The sunshell housing broke and yep. yeah. That happened to me going to Lake Powell once, pulling a boat. <laughs> 
It's not good. Oh. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I hear you. I had to yeah, tow it all the way home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you much. All, all right. right. Thanks. Appreciate it. All right, Larry, yeah. Chris, if you guys hang in there, we got one line open, 303-477-5600. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. No one likes to be that person. You know the one, stuck on the side of the road, busted tire, making everyone slow down to get around them. With Legacy Automotive's new tire sales, you don't have to be that person, ever. Here in our Colorado climate, you might be closer to needing new tires than you think. A bad set of tires can be dangerous and even life-threatening. Tires should be regularly examined for cracks, bulges and blisters, and other signs of wear and tear on your vehicle. The skilled team at Legacy Automotive in Boulder will be able to examine your current set of tires, let you know what they recommend based on what they find, and help you get on the road. Legacy Automotive is a Napa Gold Certified Auto Care Shop and employs ASC Certified Technicians. So don't be that guy, and make an appointment at Legacy Automotive today at 303-396-0555, or visit them online at LegacyAutomotive.com. Legacy Automotive, locally grown auto repair. Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. Hunting down that hard-to-find part for an out-of-the-ordinary car can be quite a time-consuming chore. Unless, of course, you just go around the corner to your local Napa Auto Parts store, where we have over 310,000 parts, all of them made to fit and perform just like the original. Yeah, there are people who say it's the journey and not the destination, but those people have never tried to find an alternator for an 82 Fiat on a Saturday. Go to NapaOnline.com for the location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679, and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. Okay, we're back. We've got three lines open, but when they open up, 303-477-5600. We're going to go right to the phones. Probably going to go to Chris from Centennial. How are you doing, Chris? And thank you for holding. Yes. Hello, Ken. Hi. How are you doing, Chris? Not bad. Hey, I changed out a light bulb, a low-beam uh, headlight bulb. 
On the avalanche? Bought, yeah, on the avalanche. I bought it at Napa, put it in, and within a week, I don't even know when, but very soon after, it exploded. Uh-huh. And shards and everything are inside the, you know, the lens oh, cover. sure. And my question is, I do have the receipt. It was 20 bucks. Will Napa replace something like that if it happened that quickly? More than, you know, and I would say typically that would not happen without some kind of contamination on it. There's no moisture in the light, of course, or anything like that. No. No. And did you ever touch the bulb itself, touch the glass with your fingers? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, to make the bulb shatter, the, the glass has to get superheated. And it, just the glass won't get that, but if it has any kind of oil from your fingers or, you know, anything like that, or if there's any kind of moisture getting in there, that's usually the only reason they'll shatter. Okay, so they probably would not refund me or get me a new one? I would say probably not. I mean, I don't know. Right. Yeah, I, I would say probably not, but it, it's worth it. I mean, you got to go to get another one anyway, but... <laughs> Yeah, I've never well, seen I've never seen one fail due to you just know, a bad thing, right? Especially I've, shatter, right? Yeah, because that would yeah. yeah. Huh? Yeah, I actually had another one, Sylvania, okay. which was not not Napa. I don't know where I got it, but I put that in, and I know I did not touch the. Well, okay. I, I just did that yesterday. But, oh, okay. And it's fine still. Yeah, well, I haven't driven it really at night. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So I don't really. Um, yeah. All right. Different daytime I've got, I got to get an oil filter. So I might bring it in the house, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Worth, worth it. Never hurts to ask. You know, and, and, you know, too, I mean, did somebody open that up, open that package up, and take a look at it? Maybe you didn't touch it, but maybe somebody else did. And, you know, because. No, it, it was right. It was, okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, just you just never know. You yeah. know, it's. Could it be a manufacturing defect? I mean, I've just never seen a glass shatter because of... of And you can take it back there and they might go, oh, yeah, we've had a few of these. Right. You never know. If that's the case, yeah. It's worth worth asking. Yeah. Because you know Um, the answer if you don't ask. (laughs) Right. Um, I got a question on my key fob. Okay. I've changed the battery and it just does not respond. I mean, it responds when it wants to. Okay. Do I have to get that at a dealership? They work it better. Has, are, are the ones have, I found work better? Yeah, but you can get them at Napa too. The the fob. Yeah. The electronic. You yeah. can get the covers, but I don't think you can get the fob itself. Can you? Uh, what is this on again? It's uh, a, a, a an 08, avalanche. 08 or 07 avalanche. Uh, 07. 07 avalanche. Oh yeah, I, I don't. Know. Yeah, um, and do you have the? programming on the dash to actually program that chris no it's got remote start okay because there's there's something on the menu that says add remote or something like that Hmm. on the 08 there is i'm not sure on the 07 but yeah yeah usually we found the ones from the dealer seem to be more accurate but one thing too. So when you pulled that apart and put the battery in it, was the battery holder loose at all? Nope. 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 Okay. Everything was soldered because a lot of times we've had to resolder those and stuff to make things work. But they have them at Napa. Oh, Napa does have them. Yeah, one hundred eighteen so, okay. bucks. Okay, so I think they're <clears throat> about that through 
yeah, GM All too. Right. So yeah, but yeah, but I, and I think you, because they'd have to, it'd have to be programmed, Chris. Yes. So um, if if it doesn't come up on your menu on your dash, then yeah, it'd have to be programmed. Or someone with a scanner, a GM scanner, can do it. Like Geno's, okay. I think, has a GM scanner. Okay, and then we and that's the tech two for that yeah. year. So yeah. yeah, so we could do that too. Yeah. yeah. And extreme, huh. anybody can. A lot of guys can. Yeah, yeah. a lot of guys. Yeah. The Tech 2s oh. aren't used anymore, but they, they still have their work purpose. good for, yeah, still work good for yep. those. Okay. So so if I bought one at Napa, I could come to you, Ken, and you could program it? Yeah, sure could. Okay, because I might do that. Yeah. Get in the butt when it doesn't work. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Okay. All right. Thanks, Thanks Chris. Hey, All thanks, right. Chris. Good talking to you. All right. With that, let's uh, let's go to Larry from Littleton. How you doing, Larry? Larry? Are you there? Well, Ray's here. Okay. Oh, Ray. Ray. Okay. Okay, Ray. <laughs> let's, let's talk to yeah, Ray. Larry put you in, Larry. so that's what I'm seeing. <laughs> it, it, it's all good. It's okay. All good. Yeah, I've, I've got an 04 MDX, and I called a, car a few months ago and asked about the rear differential fluids being changed and everything every 30, mm-hmm. you know, because I heard about that truck, you were that Honda truck you were talking about yeah, earlier. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, and, he, and of course, you guys asked me where I keep the truck in my car, and it's in the garage, because it, it, it doesn't have... Uh, Maybe has twenty, but I I don't drive it a lot because I have five cars. But um, anyway, where I'm going with the same car, and I, I just remembered this about uh, four or five months ago. I took my car over to Geno's, and they you know the MDX, and they they did the transfer um not transfer the transmission flush. Okay. So, um, but you know what? I, I got to thinking, and I was looking at my records here, and I, I can only find one time where they actually, where um, <clears throat> I had the, is, is it called the front differential or the transfer case? Yeah, um, kind of hand in hand. They, yeah, they, I mean, they, they function as both, I guess, really. Yeah. So that's a different fluid, though, from transmission fluid, right? Correct, yeah. I believe. So you know anyway, what? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it is. I'm sure you're right. Um so I've only had it changed one time. So I need to get it back in there, it sounds like. I mean, I know they check out the cars, but yeah. you know, maybe this is something that's easy to overlook. Um the, you know, the the is it the front differential fluid in the transfer case? Yeah, they're. I mean, they they serve the same purpose, so it would be the same component, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, and, I'll, I'll I'll give you know Steve Agino's a call on Monday because you know you know I just can't believe that you know, it's got one hundred and thirty thousand miles. Oh, okay. And I've only had it, I've only had it changed once. Okay. So I'm sure it's due, right? I'm. You know, I would say so. And the other caller was saying that the front only is recommended every 60K. So it's it could be that, you know, and maybe they inspected it and all the fluid levels and conditions were good, too. So hard to say. But, yeah, might be worth worth a call just to get that checked out and make sure it wasn't missed. 
Yeah, I would definitely want to do that. I mean, it's only been changed one time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, oh, you know. Yeah. I just had to I had to know. Hey, listen, one other thing about, uh, you know, the first part of December, you know, we were talking about all these new emission laws and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had called in and talked about how, you know, I have a, I have a Focus ST, mm-hmm. uh, 2014, and and I have a, I I uh, you know I went big turbo, limited slip, I did all the goodies, okay. Sure. And it and it's probably around 350 rear wheel. Wow. You know, I went with a fairly conservative tune. I didn't want to you know blow it up. Anyway, um, for the first time, it came on emission for emissions. It wouldn't pass because it said that the O2s weren't ready. Okay. All right. So what I did was I called uh, JST out in Georgia because these guys are, are the ones that did my tune once I had the big turbo and everything installed and all that. And they sent a tune back, and I had it put in. And then what they did was, they told me, the person I was dealing with, we're going to put what's called a defouler on your car. And all it is, it looks like a little piece of pipe that's bent about maybe 60 degrees. And it it's like an extension about four inches long. Hmm. And, uh, you know, from the normal O2 off the cat. Okay. And and by golly, when I took it in and and, uh, and it passed. Yeah, Ray, let me hold you on there. We we need to go to a break, and why don't you hang on, and we'll talk more about this after the break. So um, hang in there, We're, uh, Joanne. Hang on too. We're going to take a, a break. It's at the top of the hour, and when we come back, we'll get you guys right on up. So you're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ five sixty. Drive Radio continues on KLZ 560 AM and 100.7 FM.